Testament. So 1 John chapter 4, I'm going to begin reading at verse 7. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us of his spirit and we have seen and testified that the father has sent his son to be the savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. Whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God who they have not seen. And he's given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well. This is how we know that we love the children of God, by loving God and carrying out his commands. In fact, this is love for God, to keep his commands. And his commands are not burdensome, for everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. So um, <clears throat> I've been reflecting uh, the last few days about um, some of the most important themes through Scripture. And um, uh, as I was uh, talking to Chad last week, um, he was talking about two kind of major themes that um, they as Bridgeway are adopting and are um, taking hold of as, as these two kind of key themes that run all the way through. And uh, that is building deep friendship with God. Um, so basically that whole section of intimacy with God. Do we actually know him? Do we actually connect with him? Do we experience the love that he has for us? Do we, um, 
allow that to affect our lives? Does that perfect love cast out fear in us? Does it change who we are? Does it change the way we relate to other people? Are we those who are receiving that love um, and, being, and being deeply changed by that love? Are we walking in peace? Are we walking in friendship? This, is, this passage here talks about our job in the world is to be like Jesus. That's how Jesus walked. He walked as a perfect son. He walked as one who knew he was deeply loved everywhere he went. He did not walk an easy life. In fact, if you read the Bible over and over again, it's, uh, it was really tough what he had to walk through. Criticism, condemnation, times when they wanted to chuck him off the cliff, um, the demonic coming after him, friends being killed. Um, you know, it, and that's not even talking about the crucifixion and everything that happened there. There was so much that he had to stand in and stand knowing that he was loved, knowing that he was there for a purpose. And that comes out of that place of being in that deep friendship, in that deep connection with God, in that deep place of intimacy. Um, so that's the, that's the first side, intimacy with God, radical intimacy, a radical intimacy that allows ourselves to be fueled by that love, to be changed by it. And then... Um, coming out of that is a radical obedience um, and um, as, I've, as I've heard Chad talk about this the more I've read scripture the more I've seen it it's in this passage here um, that, that basically how we show our love for God is that we keep his commands it isn't um, you know that we sit around and do nice liturgy thanks be for that today or that we soak in some beautiful that isn't it. The way we show our love for God is that we keep his commands. Um, this passage says here that his, um, his commands are not burdensome. Um, and, and I think that, that flows out of the first one. If we are in that place of intimacy with him, if we are in that place of connection with him, then it isn't burdensome to want to bless him by doing the things he tells us to do. Um, that's that's um, radical obedience is the next follow-on step. It also speaks of a deep trust coming out of that intimacy. We trust him, so we submit to him. We trust that his ways are right for us, so we say, okay, we'll do it your way. And this is pretty radical. If you go um, further back in in 1 John, back to um, chapter 2, verse 15, it says there, do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love for the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. Now, this is a radical dislocation for us um, to this world. And um, this, this is what God's trying to do with us. He is establishing his family here on earth. He has come to show us what it's like to have a father afresh, where we've maybe grown up in a world kind of looking around, wondering who are we. I did that this morning. I, I, walked, to, I walked up to church this morning. And as I walk, I walk past a lot of the little Greystone primary kids. And some of them are so tiny like when you come round the corner as a big adult and they're running down the hill and they suddenly look up at you and they're like, ooh, I'm caught in the headlights. Is this a goodie? Is this a baddie that I've just encountered? But there's such innocence in their faces, such a kind of like, how do I 
um, how do I react to this person who's in front of me? They are drinking in the environment that they're in. What is it that they drink in mostly? What are their families like? What are their schools like? What is the environment that they're around like? And actually, what the Father has done is sought to break into earth and to show us a radically different way to live, to show us a system that is different to the world. Because those little ones right now are being taught to take care of yourself. They're being taught how to climb up and be the best that they can be. But actually, what the Father is teaching us is come into that place of love with me so that you can be set free from that fear of how do I establish myself? How do I get by in life? And realize that there is somebody who loves me, who wants to establish me, who cares about me in every way. So there is this flow that comes from the Father and establishes us in these families. We've also been doing, Amy and I with a few others, just this <coughs> a, a Care for the Family, um, How to Raise Teenagers resource. And it's brilliant. It's not written for Christians. It's just parents coming together to ask, how do we do this bit well where our kids are developing, where their bodies are changing, where you know they start to grunt instead of talk to you, and all of this kind of stuff, which is perfectly normal. Um, there's something about how do we learn how to be great parents in the midst of that. What the Father is seeking to impart to us is, I am a great parent, be parented by me, so that you can then live out my commands, so that you can love like I love, so that you can reach out to those who are the last, the least, the lost, to those who the world would stand on and push aside, so that you can learn how to establish a culture that affects this city. And that's what we're about. It's not about, can we do a nice church? Can we do good services? Can we have nice you know, communities, small groups, whatever? It's about, actually, can we start to see something of that family culture of heaven invading this city and transforming it? So whether you're sat at a computer and generating numbers, you are doing it under the Father's blessing and for the sake of the city. Whether you're working in the NHS, as, as has been mentioned, or in schools or whatever environment you're in, you know what it is to have encountered that perfect love and that perfect love to have freed you from operating from fear and enabled you, therefore, to reach out with that love, not seeking to protect yourself, but seeking to invite others in to that transforming and um, it is about that. Do we radically know intimacy with the Father? Do we really connect deeply with Him so we can be free? And if so, do we then live out what He's telling us to live? Is that shown in our lives? Because that's what shows whether we're intimate with the Father or not, whether we will be radically obedient to what He says. So um, I'll just leave that with you. Um, to have a think about, I'll just pray and um, I think it's one of those things that we can ask ourselves the question, how am I living? How's my intimacy? How's my radical obedience? Father, thank you that um, you love that you never stop loving. Thank you that your word tells us you are love. Thank you that you move towards us with that love to set us free. Lord, we welcome that love. We welcome that intimacy. We welcome that culture of heaven. 
Father, would you help us to live um, full of that love and overflowing with that love, to live that life like Jesus did, to be able to stand no matter what the circumstances are, to be able to stand in trust and in hope and in joy because of your love invading our lives. We say yes to that, Lord, and we welcome your transformation in this city in the name of Jesus.